episode number 21 of the Adelan Rising podcast. We're your hosts, Saren and Doc. In today's episode, we discuss Royals number three, Secret Warriors number three, Black Bolts number two and three, as well as the Inhumans television series. Hi, Doc. Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. We don't have Adam today, and I feel sad. It is. It's, it's not quite the same. It's but... not, but... Um, I did uh, drag in my uh, mixed Marvel arts uh, buddy, Sean Martineau. It's his fault that I even got into the league. I appreciate it. Hi, Sean. How are you? Thanks for joining us today. I'm doing good. I'm a little disappointed you didn't go, what's up, Doc? But... He gets that enough. Oh, oh, yes. Well... <laughs> uh. Sean, welcome, it, uh, Sean. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so, Sean, I mean, what's my what? What's it look like for my fantasy league this month? Have you looked at it? Uh, who do you have drafted? <laughs> Same three people as last Spider-Man month, and then I, I no, I dropped Spider Woman, and I took up Daredevil. Okay, Daredevil's having a solid month so far, so Daredevil might carry your team. Oh, oh, good, <laughs> good. Thanks, Matt Murdock. I appreciate it. So right, you're you, Adam drafted Backbolt. Two months back to back, and between those two months, he got maybe ten points. <laughs> well, I think Jessica Drew only got me four, so I'm not really one to talk about drafting my favorite character. Yeah, you don't don't draft your favorite character. That's that's a that's a rookie mistake. It is a rookie mistake, but I'm never going to top the months I had in February. So you know, I've kind of accepted that. Yeah, but you have the record in I, the league. So this is true. I do. Oh, the record. I do, but I have to. I I really have to thank uh, Inhumans versus X Men for that because I had an all Inhuman team and they got me like a hundred and fifteen points or something insane like that. It was great. Oh, this this league sounds dangerous. <laughs> it really is, but it's a lot of fun. So I've known some people who've just just lost their whole social life going all in with like uh, fantasy football or fantasy baseball it just sounds uh, we're not uh, consuming <laughs> maybe that I'm consuming. Gonna so, this season though Saren say that again even if I have to break Wakanda apart I'm going to try and steal you over to multiverse why I like uh, because my multiverse teammates are like <sighs> what they don't talk nobody ever talks in my division anymore <laughs> I'm so ah. sorry. Although we've been quiet, we've been kind of quiet in, in Wakanda too. That's the name of my team. I, I'm the I'm the Wakanda team, and we're the S team. All of oh, us okay. have usernames that start with S on Twitter, so we didn't want to be broken up because we're the Let's S team. See. Sean deserted us though. So, Tog uh. <laughs> is like, I don't know who these people are or what they're talking about. <laughs> poor Doc. You uh. join us, Doc. No, yes, poor me. Which uh, uh, which books are we we talking about first? Um, I think oh, we're gonna oh, go... we should me- we should mention right off the bat that for for uh, just because of uh, issues matter of time, which we're always good at at uh, <laughs> dealing with. Um, we're not, this this time around, we're not going to be reviewing the, the latest issues of uh, Miss Marvel and Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Although my reviews are up on the site, um, both series are starting our well, Ms. Marvel's just started a new arc, which I think is going to be quite interesting. And um, 
while Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur are still off uh, in the in outer space dealing with uh, Girl Moon, and um, both are a lot of fun. Oh well, that's good because I didn't read the latest Moon Girl yet because I'm a bad host, so I'm glad we're kind of skipping. That. <laughs> I don't feel like you guys like track of the like sales numbers or anything? No, no, I never do. That. I I know they're not great. Um, I I think. Oh, I was just going to say, I was looking at Moon Girl. Moon Girl only sells like yep. 9000 a month, which cancellation is around 18000 But their Scholastic orders for Moon Girl are like insane. Like Scholastic is keeping that book alive. Yeah, that's why it's keeping keeps going, because they knew it was going to be a hit in trade. Yeah. So. And they had the most recent trade, the uh, world's smartest uh, trade paperback, came out last week. Um, I got copies for my nieces and nephew and they're already ate it up man they love that book um and it's fun to be able to to talk with them about it um they were over the moon when they saw that uh, uh i had a letter published in the back of um uh one of the issues uh, they, they thought it meant i was a celebrity or something <laughs> that's um, awesome i would but... like to have seen their faces they probably were like wow <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, that is. Uh, I, I think you're right, uh, Sean. That the uh, the the Scholastic and the trade paperbacks are what are what's keeping that book afloat. Um, I I think it seems as though most in human titles plateau around twenty thousand um, in sales, which is is steady. It's just it's not great. Um, uh, it doesn't seem to depend on the quality of the book at all. It just seems there is a set group of readers who will, who are reading in humans and um, uh, not a whole lot of add-ons. So we'll see what happens when the TV show finally hits. Um, if it proves to be a hit, I think that's good news uh, for the for the comics. If it ends up a, a huge dud, boy, I think it's bad news for us. Yeah. <laughs> just in terms of fans. Um. Yeah. Hey. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I'm intrigued to see how but, the Christopher Free- the Christopher but, Priest uh, mini does. I gotta say, I think that's gonna do well though. It's Christopher Priest and Phil yeah. Noto. So it's you Christopher know, Christopher Priest as Phil Noto. It's it's uh it's um, but you can never tell. I mean, uh, it it's uh quality does not necessarily translate to sales. Um. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a big X Men fan. I'll say that. Um, I think that X Men Gold is almost unreadable. <laughs> it's just rough, um, and it's selling like hotcakes. Uh, uh, X Men Blue, I love, and I think Jean Grey, the Jean Grey solo, has been fantastic. Although that one's not doing so well in terms of sales either. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll, <laughs> I don't know. There doesn't seem to be much rhyme or reason. Like Marvel's doing their legacy numbers, right? And I'm like, what is the point? Like, does it matter if it's issue 600 when you're still going to cancel it in six issues? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't really argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, you broke Doc, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. The legacy. Um, I, I think that um, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I don't think they really know what they're doing. Um, 
I mean, I, I don't want a full reboot the way that DC did things. Um, although it does seem that, that DC Reborn um, is doing quite well. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they don't, they don't um, price their books so high. Um, but you're people spending... People just are not going to buy more you're bet, you're, you know, you're, book. I mean, that's true. But you're also, I mean, yeah, the books are two ninety nine, but they're coming out twice a month. So you still wind up spending more money. Yeah, but it's there's a psychology to it. I mean, uh, you know, if, if um, you, you you've you can buy a whole album on iTunes for twenty dollars, or you can buy one song for ninety nine cents, but you end up buying like eighty songs at ninety nine cents, and you, know, <laughs> you, know, you right. without really realizing it, you spent eighty dollars. That's or, true. Actually, seventy dollars. But um, I think that. Um, uh, that Marvel could use some Financial thinkers. <laughs> I've heard DC is actually recruiting a lot of their talent right now. So. They're doing what? They're recruiting a lot of their talent right now. Uh-huh. That's what I've been hearing. Could Which is be. not good for Marvel. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. All right, Doc. So, um, you want to lead us in with Royals number four in a quick summary and. Uh... It seems like more like a setup for issue number five, but I think there's some stuff worth discussing here. Yeah, it's it was a real uh, uh, quite of a, a lith issue. I think I only clocked in at about nineteen or so pages. Um, uh, and um, after the kind of mind fuck that was issue number three, I think right? I was ready for something a bit more uh, standard fare. So. Um, uh we, we 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 see planet hala um which was once the kree homeworld or the throne world of the kree empire and um it was destroyed or um uh, in in the mini series black vortex um just completely raised um by someone some villains called the slaughter lords <laughs> which is a pretty juicy name but i guess they did a lot of slaughtering um and uh we see ronin who was um he went through the black vortex and it left him uh it really augmented his powers but not enough that he was able to save his planet and now he's just um walking across the barren soils of uh, of hala um recalling the names of the dead he just comes across a skeleton and and sort of says who he thinks that person's name was and that they are remembered and it's really a sad it really and, was uh, a sad a solemn scene. sight um, kind of heartbreaking yeah, it's uh, <laughs> um and he's he is uh he's not in a good mood um and he notices that something is uh you know coming in on the planet and he's and he's going to uh, take out his anger on it. And what it is is the uh, it's the Inhuman spaceship, the Asterion. Am I saying it right this yes, time? Yes, yes, you are. Yay! All right, the Asterion, uh, which is the spaceship that the Royals have that. been on, um, and um, the the Royal team is still kind of reeling from the realization that who they thought was Black Bolt was actually Maximus. Um, 
which is pretty tough because like that's like you 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 order a hamburger and instead you you get punched in the face um it's uh, so um they're making sure that Maximus uh, st- stay, st- stays uh, with uh, Captain Swain because the two of them, their, the nature of their powers cancels each other's out so uh, that uh, Maximus can't use his mind control abilities as long as he's near uh, Swain, which is good for the team but bad for Swain um, because he's just prattling on, insulting everyone, especially uh, Gorgon, who seems to be the uh, central focus of his animus these days. Um, uh, their, their bickering is, um, is uh, arrested by the, the sound of a proximity alert, and, and this hammer goes crashing through the wing of their spaceship, and at first Swain thinks, actually, it's maybe they're being attacked by Thor. Uh, and you would think a an, a, a, a good, you know, Carol Corp member like Swain would know what Ronan's hammer looks like. But, um, <laughs> uh, anyways, so they're about they're about okay. To crash. For context on uh, that one, guys, I'm going to interrupt you for a minute, Doc. For those of you who didn't read All New Inhumans, and Sean, I don't know if you did or not. Um. Oh, did we lose Sean? Nope, I'm here. Uh, I was just. In um, All New Inhumans, there was a scene where Swain comes out wearing a Captain Marvel robe. So Swain is a hardcore Captain Marvel fan, just so you know. It was great. But anyway, go ahead, Doc. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> so the the spaceship is crashing. The, uh, it's, it's, it's bad news all around. And um, But fortunately, um, uh, Marvel Boy or Novar comes running into the bridge, and he's got it all in hand. He uses something called the Pocket battlefield which is um this uh outre technology that comes from his alternate universe reality um that enables him to kind of create a sphere in which he can manipulate uh time and inertia and whatever um it 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 was first shown in the uh the marvel uh marvel boy uh miniseries by um Morrison and JG Jones. It was, it, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm not quite sure how it works, but um, comic book it science? works in the way that things work, work in comic <laughs> books, right? Exactly. Um, so he controls he he controls the the um, the, the, the physics, and he was able to change physics and make their crash non-fatal. So they crash into planet. Uh, Hala, and uh, but because he uses this pocket battlefield, um, the crew manages to survive. Um, they come out and they're like, "Hey, who did that?" and are immediately um, uh, encounter Ronan, who is giant now. He's like ten feet tall and looking quite in- formidable after his transformation by way of the black vortex, um, and he just takes the team out almost immediately with his uh, his weapon, which now has kind of a psychic ability. It, it, it kind of entrances each member of the Royals and makes them feel just a terrible guilt and kind of a hallucinatory you know, Medusa. Uh, she, she, she feels herself, she sees herself accused by, by Black Bolt for leaving him behind. Uh, Swain sees um, Panacea, who accuses her of wishing that um, 
that she had a quote unquote normal girlfriend who could uh, uh, reciprocate her her ovations of love in a in a more traditional way. Um, it's the first time that uh, in in on scene that the that she refers to her as her girlfriend, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then uh, what was really quite interesting is that Gorgon's uh, hallucin hallucination uh, uh, shows us, uh, introdu introduces us to his beforehand unknown uh, wife, uh, uh, an inhuman named Myra. Uh, That's now, a deep cut. Yeah, no one knew about Myra. I mean, she, this is Myra's first mention and appearance, um, and uh, apparently she she died shortly after um, giving birth to Gorgon's um, children. Um, and uh, Gorgon after is a Gorgon's shortly <laughs> after, <laughs> right? Maybe uh, yeah. The the circum <laughs> right. Uh, the circumstances of her death are unknown. Um, the circumstance of when she died is unknown. Um, uh, 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 there's no, we don't know anything about her, but except for that she's dead um, and she has horns. Um, and um, so it, it's quite, quite a, quite a, what do you say, deep cut. Um, and then you know we also see um, Flint, you know, being accused by his his adopted parents of never. Of never really caring about them, and uh, Novar being accused by Kate Bishop of breaking her heart, so on and so forth. So, so they're basically all taken off the table except for Crystal, who um, who Ronan accuses directly of um, of breaking his heart, of of uh, turning away from the true love. The two of them had been together. They were married. At first, their marriage was, was purely political and ceremonial, um, but then they actually ended up falling in love. And then when um, when a truce treaty was uh, a peace treaty was forged between the Kree and the Inhumans, the, uh, the marriage was annulled at the behest of the Supreme Intelligence um, and Black Bolt agreed, and um, uh, Crystal and, and Ronan had to be separated. It was it was a real heartbreaking scene, um, uh, and that's where the issue kind of ends on a cliffhanger of what, how C Crystal is going to respond, what what's going to happen. Well, his um, exact question was, "How do you plead?" And it's just like, "Do you plead?" I, yeah. yeah. All right, Crystal, let's use your diplomatic chops here. So it's just basically <laughs> a setup for um, number five. But I completely, the thing about this issue for me, and Sean, I'll ask you to pipe in here in a minute. I completely forgot that Novar and Kate had been together. And I was like, oh shit, I completely forgot that. And then um, I also liked Maximus's reaction to his parents yelling at him in his little flashback oh, scene. Right. <laughs> yeah, he could, he could care less. He was like, yeah, whatever. That was a good moment. Uh so. Yeah, the, uh, Novar and and Kate uh, Bishop, they were together in the pages of Young Avengers, um, and uh, they broke up in the last issue. I, I think it's a stretch to say that he broke her heart. I think, um, uh, you know, I, it was more. Be of careful a, what you say, you Doc, know. because Sean's I'm a very that. big Kate Bishop fan. Kate Bishop <laughs> is, is? a level character. 
Well, I like her too, but don't you think I'm right that he he didn't nope, really break totally her right. heart? He ain't. There ain't no way he broke Kate Bishop's heart. No, Var, get the hell over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, all these other people are like trapped in like the worst nightmare, and I'm just like, no, Var, come on, buddy. <laughs> you you've done much worse than that. Yeah, I I, I think um, it was. Uh... I mean, in, in the first issue, we, we uh, Novar talked about how he's feeling bad that he has sort of not followed true to um, being more kind of like in touch with his sensitive side of, of really seeing love as the most important thing, um, because he's been a kind of a, a love him and leave him character of late. He's got a, a long string of uh, of girlfriends. Who Does he get around more than Matt Murdock? No, no one gets along gets around more than Matt Murdock. Um, uh, but um, you know, he could easily have been accused of breaking uh, Abelette's heart or breaking. He had a girlfriend, and at some point during his his brief tenure on the Avengers, he just left her behind too. Um, I think he even slept with Moonstone. Um, uh, I don't know. He broke. Probably her. Couldn't get Carol. He, did, he did not. I agree with you, Sean. He did not break Kate Bishop's heart. Um, she. They broke up, and she was like, "Yeah, you're a loss." And then went and danced with Speed. So it was not a not a heartbreak. Um, you know what's one thing I really <laughs> like, and I think your guys' interview touched on this too with Al Ewing. Your interview with him. Uh huh. He loves Hickman's run on the Fantastic Four. And I think that is the yeah. best thing Marvel's ever done. So I'm like, just keep on, just keep on tying into that, buddy. <laughs> oh, he's going to be making that, a whole, uh, he, Ewing, he does, he'll be making a whole bunch of references to that and everything. He, he's a very, he's very big on continuity and I appreciate that with Al Ewing. That's why I love his writing. That's why I've loved the um, Ultimates as well. So I, I don't think you'll be disappointed, Sean. Well, what he did when he did Loki agents of Asgard or agent of Asgard, that was like the perfect sequel series to Kieran Gillen's like five year kid Loki run. And oh, so I'm really friends. hoping for something similar to Hickman's FF here where I hope Ronan's around a lot longer than just these couple issues. I guess we'll have to see. Well, the, the, uh, the cover solicitation show that will be uh, returning to the universal in humans who were also introduced in, uh, in Hickman's FF run, which I agree was fantastic. Um, Is that when Black Wolf uh, had all the wives? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. When, <laughs> when Black became a space polygamist. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Although I I I, st- I hope it was it was a marriage of uh, title only and not something that was consummated in any way, uh, because one of them was a horse. Um, yeah, you know. yeah, pretty freaky with that horse. I don't want to know. I had I didn't really read that, so I guess I need to go back and read it. I'm bad. Oh, oh there you go. Yeah, it's a, it's or, a, uh, Johnny Storm and Peter Parker are hanging out, and the horse hits on Peter Parker. And she's like, I know you're Peter Parker. And he's like, what? And she's like, I'd know that butt anywhere. And I was just like, that's the funniest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, 
that issue when where they have a party. I think Nick Dragoda did the art for it, mm-hmm. and uh, Peter Parker drinks the special uh, like alien ale and just goes crazy, and it's just like a long party, like uh, the Hangover or something. And um, it, it, that issue was a lot of fun. <laughs> the Avengers um, version of the Hangover, and that would be pretty hysterical. Actually, I would pay for that issue. Yeah, oh, but uh, it was it was it was, they were it was Johnny poker. Storm the. Yes, exactly. And then the, the horsewoman was like, "My house is engorged," and I was like, "That is the greatest line ever." He's like, "No, you have a full house." Yes, we understand what you're saying. Um, right. So, um, so we're going to see more of them in in uh, in future issues of the Royals. So I'm really looking forward to that. I don't I don't know if Royal if Ronan Ronan is going to stick around. I haven't haven't seen much. Um, but what I'm really hoping for is a chance for Crystal to shine because she has thus yeah. far remained on the back burner in the Royals. Uh, even in this issue, um, she could have easily been the one to save the crew when they were crashing as opposed to it being Novar. Yeah, I, I, I've been kind of annoyed with Novar stepping in and just kind of taking over things and just like, oh, I've got this bag of tricks and he keeps pulling out of this bag of tricks and I've been kind of annoyed about it because, yeah, I think there are some times that Crystal could have really used her powers and didn't and she's... I know it's a team book, but <laughs> Crystal's a lot more interesting than people seem to give her credit for. And I feel like if Novar is pissing you off every time he does something. You're writing him right because he's a horrible character. I hate Novar. Tell us how you feel, Sean. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna step in and be the uh, the the contrarian. I actually like Novar. I'm a, um, I I mean I respect your view on it, of course, but um, I'm a big uh, me me and um. Me and and uh, Mr. Ewing are, are are David Bowie fans, and and Novar is basically uh, Marvel's David young David Bowie. Um, well, every from, issue uh, the of man Royals who is named after it has a David Bowie lyric. It's named after like a David Bowie lyric. What really? It? Yes, I... it is. Every every issue. So this issue was Dust and Roses. <laughs> Which is actually uh, so far. It, this was a change because so far they've been David Bowie songs. Although oh. this time it was a David Bowie lyric. Oh. Um, the Dust and Roses uh, is a lyric from um, from Big Brother, which is the song itself. Um, which is a great song and not not one of his more popular hits, but nonetheless a a really solid song from the. Uh, uh, Demon Dogs album. So I mean, I, I it's it's cool that you don't like Novar, Sean. I I can live with that, but uh, I I do like him. But I do agree that Crystal needs more time to shine. And and I was hoping, I, I still am hoping that number five is her book. Although got <laughs> the on cover, the cover has Novar. It's a beautiful Chris Anka drawing, but um um. It, it doesn't bode well for Crystal being the the central character of no. the issue. Um, we shall see. Uh, we shall. Crystal's so my I girl. I, 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 go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. You guys might know better than me. 
with uh, what's going on with uh, Maximus in the future, is Maximus like now aware of his entire timeline from start to finish? Pretty much. That's how I'm seeing it. Sort of. He is. <laughs> right. But he can't always um, see it in a lucid fashion. It kind of strikes him in uh, in moments. Um, so sometimes he's able to see his whole timeline in a nonlinear way. And sometimes it's just like a, a psychotic uh, episode. So, um, yeah. How, how, but you're right. Every issue has begun with a prologue, which is set. 5,000 years in the future in which we've, we're seeing who we now know is Maximus as this 5,000 plus year old inhuman who's the last of the inhumans and he's on earth, which is just in a bad shape. Um, and, it, and we're, we don't know yet how, how the prologues are going to tether to um, the main story. It's, uh, it's uh, yet to be seen. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the answer for the Sky Spears because we're going to get that. And that one's, that's had me intrigued. So Maximus knows a lot of things, but he, he also doesn't know it in a, in a, uh, clearly, you know, he's still having a hard time um, fully understand. My, my take is that he can see these things, he can know these things, but he doesn't always, he isn't always able to com- fully comprehend it. Okay, I might be I might be wrong. I don't know. It's established uh, issue though that when Black Bolt Black Bolt's power can make him see it more clearly, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it like it unlocked something. It it it, it opened up his uh, powers to a new level. Now I, I don't know if every time he's exposed to the power, it it enhances it further, or if it just needed to happen once. It's unclear. Um, it's also unclear if, if Maximus's power has a similar effect on Black Bolt. If if uh, if it's a bilateral thing, we don't know. Um, but we may find out. Yeah, we may find out. We may not. Um, it, it, I think that um, that 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 Royals and Black Bolt are diverging um, in terms. You know, they started off linked. And I, I, I don't know if at any point there's a plan for the two series to reconverge. Um, that'd be neat, but yeah, it would be. We don't know. We don't know. And I feel like anything, the- Black Bolt's gonna get wrapped up in Royals when it gets canceled. <laughs> oh, don't talk like that. Black Bolt is not going to get canceled. We know there's at least a second arc going on, so it'll be fine. <laughs> Sean, did you know something I don't? Yeah, right. I although Sean's just- kind of a fatalist. Everything's going to get I'm canceled. I'm thinking of Marvel doing what Marvel does best, and that's canceling any good books they have. This one is being compared to The Vision <laughs> and how true. awesome it is, so, you know, there's that. Okay, speaking of well, Black Vision... Bolt... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I did, uh, before we f- com- uh, conclude on the Royals, um, uh, it, what was I going to say? I don't know what um, you were going to say. You, we do know that a character is going to die, and a character is going to die perhaps five? soon. Maybe as five, maybe seven. 
or no, six. No, it's going to be um, before that because it's going to be it's going to be either five or six because the I think it's the solicit for number seven where they said we've already lost one, so someone is going to die in probably issue six. And um, the uh, the death pool is uh, is well, I'm still trying to figure out which one it's going to be. Well, we know um, it's not Maximus. We we can definitely take Maximus off the board. Um, I'm the most worried for Gorgon, um, just because of the way that Jung's been focusing so much on him and uh, kind of. Um, you know, kind of putting him on an, uh, an emotional journey that is a, that's reaching an apex. Um, He's but, been kind of doing the same with Flint, but I think he has more plans for Flint, so I don't think it's going to be Flint. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be I mean, I think you guys would probably be the happiest if it was Novar, which is entirely a possibility. Um he he's not an inhuman, but at no point did uh, Ewing say an inhuman would die. He would say just a character in the you know of on the team will die. No, so. I thought the solicit said it was going to be a royal. I will find it. It's the October solicit, I think. You keep talking. Who do you think it's going to be, Sean? <laughs> right. I didn't realize it was going to be so soon because I've had my money on Gorgon from day one, but I expected him to have like a much longer arc before it was him. No. Well, it, he always it, said it, from it, the get go it'd be the first arc. Sorry, go ahead. You guys both talked at the same time. I was just saying, like they didn't in the first issue. He says goodbye to his kids or something, and I was like, "He's dead. He's so dead." Don't <laughs> say your children. Well, Crystal said goodbye to Luna. So, well, he he his was a his his was definitely a little more poignant. He was talking to. To Petrus, who was still in a in a in a comatose state and whatnot, um, I, I know that that Ewing um, had had read um, all of um, all new and humans, which which very much had a uh, um, a sort of uh, a, a conclusatory arc for for Gorgon, in which he um, you know he was healed and. He had learned a lot of sort of uh, important lessons and life growth um, by way of his whole um, experience being paralyzed. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'm the most worried for Gorgon, but we'll see. He said um, that one didn't return though. So my other thought was maybe Flint will go to another planet and stay there. Have we, are we for no, sure? No, he's he assured us that someone's actually definitely dying. Um, okay. and the yeah, solicit, there was no parsing of terms. <laughs> yeah, there was no parsing of terms. Someone is going to definitely die. They're not getting left behind. They are dying. Um, the solicit for royals number seven. Although he's, he's not. Go ahead. He he he's not. A, I don't think you know. He's he's beyond pulling a fast one. This is true. He's not, because he's done it before. But the solicit for... He did it before. Yeah, for Royals number seven is Return of the Sky Spears. Um, uh, So, and the last little bullet on that solicitation is one royal has already fallen. How will the rest fare against these power-stealing warmongers? Because it's the Snark War. So, I don't know what Snark's... Snark's. I don't know. I think Snark, and then I think Snarf from Thundercats. So, that doesn't help. Don't forget the those. Snarks are. Uh... Say again. 
I was just going to say, if he's going, if he's working off Hickman's FF, Johnny Storm died how many times in that series and they brought him back? So he could die. That's true. That's true. true. That isn't necessarily permanent unless you're Uncle Ben. <laughs> unless you're Uncle Ben. The Snarks are these weird alien green, they look like grasshopper creatures who, oh. um, they actually showed up, um, they, they first the appeared snarks. in Power Pack. Sing along with um, the snarks. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so what? Uh, yeah, they were from Power Pack. They're the primary adversaries of the. Um, oh boy, the horse-looking aliens, the white horse uh, aliens. I forget what they're called. What was uh, that? But, yes. Me, Lillian. Um, yeah, the horse folks. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it, back in the Power Pack days, there's been a long war between the horse aliens and the snark aliens. And um, it was never resolved. Um, maybe it will be now. Um, they, uh, they're, they're, they're tough critters. Um, <laughs> that little song, if anyone remembers right. the cartoon from the 80s, the snarks and there was a cartoon called the snorks and i just substituted snarks for snarks and that's where that little song came from no no we <laughs> what i think you should release an mp3 i think it's you should no let's make not a song. <laughs> let's not i am just so out, out out of it today okay moving on <laughs> moving on from 80s cartoon shows that fit with comic book series okay Black Bolt number two and three, we have a lot to cover there. Because he packed a lot uh, into issues. Boy, yeah. well, well, first and foremost, I mean, this is just a, a beautiful comic to take in. I mean, it's just the, the visuals are breathtaking. And I think that um, uh, Ahmad and Ward are really working with great, you know, hand-in-glove conjunction in terms of... Uh, Syncing up the story and the art, um, it's it's pretty it's pretty fantastic. Um, Black Bolt's in prison. He's in space prison, um, which is the worst prison. Um, and there is this immensely powerful being running running the the jail, and he's called the Jailer, which is not a great name, but that's all we know him as. Um, and um, he's mysterious and powerful and runs a really mean show over there where he tortures his inmates he kills them he resurrects them he, he takes away their powers um and it sucks but it looks really cool because everything's kind of like this mc escher wild coolness um and uh yeah <laughs> uh, also um just a slew of super random uh, Marvel characters from all over the, the 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 continuity are are inmates in this prison. From you know Crusher Creel, the Absorbing Man's there. Uh, the Metal Master, who is like a way old foe of the Incredible Hulk from back in the uh, Lee Ditko period. Um, uh, there's a, a a scroll pirate named Rava. Who's I love awesome. her. She there's is a, so fun. <laughs> There's a really cute uh, telepathic alien whose name 
can't be pronounced in in English, so everyone just calls her Blinky. She's really cute. Um, the the jailer's chief lieutenant is a, a villain called the Spider, who comes from an old issue of the New Mutants when uh, Louise Simonson was writing the title with uh, 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 Brent Levins on art. Um, and also, this in, in the most recent issue, Monstroso shows right. up, who is a uh, a Steve Ditko monster from back in the the uh, boy nineteen sixties Tales to Astonish era. So, um, people who are fans of random characters from the Marvel universe, <laughs> they're they're here <laughs> along with uh, Marvel Marvel UK mainstay Death's Head, who. Um, who makes a, an appearance in issue number three? Um, so, <clears throat> do they? Do they have? Did they public? Did you ever get Marvel UK books in Canada, uh, uh, Sean? I don't think so. That's on. I mean, we get everything America gets. So, if America got it, we probably got it. Uh, uh, Death's head is a robot bounty hunter who. Um, who enjoyed a lot of popularity in the nineties. I, I think he's still got a book overseas. Um, and he, it's, it's kind of hard to say how he fits into Marvel continuity. He shows up here and there, but he also interacts with the transformers and doctor who, and yeah. uh, I'm not quite sure, <laughs> uh, what, what his, his, his continuity yeah, status around. is. Cause transformers interact with the DC yeah, the- heroes too. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the Transformers, the sluts of the comic book world. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and but he was also he also uh, had wow. adventures with Doctor Who, so it's it's pretty cool to see him show up here. Um, he's got a um, he has a laser gun fight with Mag, uh, with uh, Black Bolt. Anyways, uh, the story. Um, Blackbolt's still trying to figure out what's what in this this crazy prison where he has no power, um, and he's he's fight, he's forced to battle Rava, uh, the skull the scroll pirate uh, for the spiders entertainment, and they have a really neat sword sword fight, um, just beautifully depicted, um, and um, and then uh, they. Uh, uh, I don't know. They all decide that they're going to team up and try and break out, and that they want uh, Black Bolt to be part of their crew to break out. So Metal Master, Rava, Creel, and Blinky are all going to team up and break out of prison. Uh, somehow, and this is yet to be explained exactly how it happened, Metal Master regains a bit of his power and sort of shatters their cell open. So they're they're running around, and now it's it's up to Black Bolt to get this device from the spider that will re-engage their powers. That will that will turn off the power dampeners. That's when he encounters Death's Head, and uh, they have a pretty cool fight. And you know, Black Bolt he doesn't have his powers, so Death's Head just is about to just destroy him. Um, but right before he does. Uh, he gets a little page saying that his credits have come through. He's been paid um, for delivering Monstroso to the prison. And he's like, well, all right, my work here is done. So he just leaves, um, <laughs> which allows... Which allows... Really funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. See you later. I'm done fighting. I got my money. <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh, Spider's like, no, wait, don't. Uh, but it's too late, and um, Black Bolt turns off the power dampener. Um, so they all have their powers back. Um, and uh, now that that means that we can't hear Black Bolt talk anymore. Um, but because Blinky has telepathic abilities, she can still communicate with, um, with Black Bolt. Anyways, they encounter Monstroso, and they're all getting ready to fight, and Blinky's like, wait, no, Monstroso's just a baby. She, he's just scared. He doesn't want to fight. Um, <laughs> which was another interesting twist. Um, <sighs> then they encounter the Jailer, and uh, Black Bolt uses his Master Blow, which, you know, is the kind of thing that would make someone really popular in prison. But um bumch And, uh... Wow. Um, but that doesn't do it. So then he uses his sonic abilities, his voice, and it it, 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 it knocks the jailer back through a wall, which exposes them to this antechamber where the true jailer is. And, and what he is is this series of, of brains and organs and disembodied parts of, uh, of, of bodies that are uh, somehow in, encased in orbs of electricity and working in concert to give him all these abilities it's not quite clear what he is um but he's super powerful and he's been manufactured by some unknown entity um bestowing him all of these abilities and um it strikes fear in black bolt's heart to see this i guess it's quite 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 formidable looking um yeah it's uh gruesome and he's but he he's you know, fear aside, he leaps forward to take on this this creature, and that's where the uh, book ends on the cliffhanger. Um, uh, Ward sneaks in a really neat uh, homage to, um, to Steve McNiven, uh, just a corner panel where um, where it's a, a recreation of the cover art for Uncanny and Humans number zero. Um, Wait, I didn't and, see that. What page uh, was that on? Where was that? I didn't see I don't it. know what page it is, but do you know you know the cover to Uncanny and Human Zero where it's it's Black Bolt, he's sort of walking, he's sort of uh, coming through a hole and he looks all beat up and um, Yes. and tough. So the, he the, that that same silhouette is snuck in and if you look really closely, uh he's he's wrote he uh, Ward added in after McNiven uh, in in uh in the uh, detail work. Um, oh, wow. I thought that was cool. Anyways. Um, you would catch that. I didn't catch that. That's cool. So it, it's uh, it, it's a really neat issue. Um, and number three, I think especially, um, ju- uh, just the way in which the, you know, uh, uh, Ahmed's writing is just so lyrical and, and poetic and the, um, the illustration is just off the chain. It's, um, you know, it, it's much different than your standard Marvel house style. You know, it's, uh, kind of, um, uh, more is, it feels like something you'd read like in an old issue of heavy metal magazine or, yeah. or something from image. Com- um, yeah, but I think it's, I, I love it. You know, what was funny. I like that scene think- where Blinky hugs black bolt and he's like, what do I do? I don't know. Yeah, that was cute. It's funny because uh, Ward uses a real minimalist style in his facial uh, drawings, yet he's still able to um, 
relay a great deal of emotional expression with just the few line strokes he uses. And he, you can, Black Bolt sort of un, uncertainty about how to react to this little girl hugging him is, uh, is quite something. I think that um, the, the, uh, the, a real big part of the story is going to be, um, you know, Black Bolt coming to realize that he doesn't have to be this silent, stoic, withholding person, that he can actually, he is actually stronger when he allows himself to feel things and and be emotionally expressive. Um, and I think Blinky is going to be a big part of helping him come to terms with that. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of that. Um, it's such a great extended cast because, um, so you know, different. some of these characters are brand new, some of these characters are... Yeah, Rob is great. Uh, Sean, are you enjoying the series so far? Yeah, uh, actually, when the first issue came out, Adam asked us all to pick it up because it was his favorite character. And so I picked it up, and I was like, I'm probably not going to pick up issue two, though. But I love Crusher Creel, so he's been great in this. But uh, there was something you were saying at the beginning when you talked about how like there's a really good unity between writer and artist. Yes. In the third issue, Crusher Creel calls Black Bolt a square, and then the next series of panels is Black Bolt moving down a hallway, but it's predicted, like projected in a square-like manner. I was like, "That's really cool." <laughs> <laughs> Good call, yeah. Nice. I didn't even catch that. You would catch that, yeah. Oh gosh, Crusher just like yeah, that- needles Black Bolt throughout the series, and I think it's funny because it's just funny. Black Bolt just doesn't know how to take it. Yeah. That, well, I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, Ahmad's uh, um, ear for dialogue because this is a group of characters who all speak with a hugely different cadences. And, um, you know, the Crusher Krill, he talks like, um, I don't know, the, the guy from The Honeymooners, uh, Jackie Gleason. Um, and Rava is kind of like your standard fair space barbarian talk you know she refers herself in the third person and makes all these proclamations and um uh, and uh, you know it, 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 it and it just shifts one back to the fourth just seamlessly um it it really um it's quite nice um and you're right the, the little the little cues that they take from one another is quite cool i like you're saying with the, the square paneling that was quite cool and um um, it's funny. I, I, on my uh, my my Tumblr site, I got in a lot of ass complaining about the fact that Black Bolt is being referred to as skinny. Like there's some people who are offended that that Black Bolt is skinny. I'm like, take it easy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a pretty skinny guy. I'm like, you know, nothing too wrong. Well, with especially being skinny, when right? no, but uh, but like he might be skinny. Look at Rava. She's a freaking beast. I mean, so Black Bolt might be skinny compared to them, but to like a regular person, he might not be. So it's all about perception, really. Yeah. Yes, he. I think you know he's 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 a lean guy, but he's muscular. He's by. It's, it's kind of like basketball players. You see these guys uh, all together, and someone who's six three can look relatively short, um, just because he's hanging out with people who are seven foot tall. Um, but if you see this person in real life, you're like, dang, you're tall, you know? So uh, you're right. It's all about uh, juxtaposition. Um, uh, but 
what can you do? Um, Either way, I think it's I think, safe. I think it's just really. I think it's safe to say that um, Saladin has taken to comics like a fish to water because he's. This is his first comic book series, and it's just excellent. Like so. ever? It's, it's yeah, he's never he's yeah. never written a comic book before. Oh, that's good because. I know Marvel's hiring a lot of like young adult authors right now, and so many of them, I'm like, you can't, you can tell that they've never read any comics before. But I couldn't tell at all with him. Yeah. Yeah. Who else uh, was it? Someone said it was. Um, they thought there was someone else who's just started writing a comic book too, and they had never written before, and it was pretty fantastic. And I forget who who it was. Um, and they, I, the, perhaps some, the author of the Hulk. No, it, although that's a great book. Um, it was somebody else, and they they said, "Oh, you know, I thought this would be like a one-time punch of finding, you know, a novelist who takes to comics so well." But Saladin oh, Ahmed, um, go ahead. Chelsea Kane with Mockingbird, because she did a really good job. It might have been Chelsea Kane, yeah, because yeah, she did. I love Chelsea Kane and her her Jessica Jones one shot was great, <laughs> but I can't Man, remember. That, that Mockingbird series, the riot. It was awesome. I cracked up so much that that whole arc that took place on the boat <laughs> with all the corgis and everything. That was fantastic. It was so <laughs> yeah, I know that uh, laugh out loud has become kind of a euphemism, but I was generally <laughs> laughing out loud reading that book. <laughs> Uh, What's that? But either way, yeah, it was just, just it was the fact that he's taken so well. Go ahead, sorry, Sean. Back. Oh, I was just saying, I think Mockingbird's going to come back because Chelsea Kane's been talking a lot of stuff about how she's working for Marvel again. Yeah, and she um she got nominated for like three Eisners. Yeah, or Mockingbird at least did because I know Chelsea's up for an Eisner, so they're yeah. I hope I hope I can only hope Black Bolt gets an Eisner because holy cow. It's like one of my favorites right now, and I never liked Black Bolt before, so that says something. Um, well, it's uh, it's another one of those deals. I know that with the with the Mockingbird series, that the floppies didn't sell quite all that well, but the graphic novels sold quite quite well. well yeah, and, and uh, you know, that feminist agenda cover pissed a lot of people off, so a lot of people bought it despite them. So it was great. Did you um, see there was a recent comic that would be book? Interesting. It's totally going off topic here, but there was a recent comic book, and one of the um, was it? It was Hawkeye. Kate Bishop was wearing the "Ask Me About My Feminist Agenda" shirt, and like, yeah, that, she was. or no, it was the Wasp, Unstoppable Wasp. Wasp was, was wearing well, it. Both of them. They both have the shirt. <laughs> like, uh, Wasp mentions though that Mockingbird is going around in the universe giving people the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love it. <laughs> it's great. Uh, what were you saying, Doc? Sorry, before I interrupted you, I had to go on that tangent because I thought it was hilarious. Well, I, I felt since we have a um, the, a, pre, a preeminent uh, Hawkeye fan here with us, we should maybe talk for a brief moment about that really cool two-issue series that introduced a new human uh, that involved a... Um, a Kate Bishop and Jessica Jones teaming up to uh, find a missing person who had ended up was an inhuman who could turn into a dragon. I want to turn into a dragon. I thought that was awesome. 
That do you, was a great. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Michael Washington. Yeah. yeah, it was a, it was a uh, um, it was a really great arc um, and uh, a, a fun character study because uh, um, this whole time there the. Uh, Kate and and Jessica are like, ah, oh, we we got to save this poor girl from this creepy guy, and then it turned out they had to save the creepy guy from the poor girl because she could turn into a dragon. <laughs> yeah, Brad the Atat. I didn't hear that song. What was that? His name is Brad the Atat. I remember <laughs> Brad the, the Atat, and he just looks at them and goes, "Woman, am I right?" And Kate's just like, "Dude, read the room." <laughs> <laughs> talk about that's another oh my god do i love kelly thompson she is such a great author She's, she is so fantastic <laughs> that whole book oh my god well the- yeah i recommend guy to uh to all the readers the most recent issue was pretty wild oh my god um, i like blew my mind i was like oh shit uh-oh. i think that's gonna tie into inhumans too though i have a feeling i think that's gonna be inhuman related with what's going on in hawkeye right now what do you think sean I can see it. I mean, I don't. I don't know if it needs to be in humans. It seemed like it was more. It looked like they were copying Agents of Shield, where Ada made herself the body with the Inhumans' powers. Uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting take yeah, right I there. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think that it's, it's got to be LMD, life model decoy oriented in some way. Um, but they're doing. What- I mean the the. Uh, um, the dragon girl, I mean, she was an inhuman just because, um, that's just the de facto new easy way to explain a power set for a character these days. You know, a couple of years ago, <clears throat> she would have been a mutant, but, uh, now they <coughs> have her as an inhuman. Um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, Secret Warriors. Secret now? Warriors. Yeah. Secret Warriors. I love this book. Um, Have you been reading this, Sean? Yeah, I love Daisy Johnson, so of course. Excellent. Oh, there we go. I this book has been so much fun. Did you <laughs> the preview for next week? Did you see the preview for next week's issue for issue number four? Before we get into issue number three, uh, the one where yes, uh, <laughs> where. She wrecks Deadpool. The girl wrecks Deadpool and is hysterical. <laughs> oh God! Right, Deadpool's like, oh, I hate, I, 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 yeah, I get to fight a toddler, um, <laughs> and then Moon Girl punt- kicks him in the nuts, and then um, <laughs> Devil Dinosaur eats him. So it's like the one-two punch. I hate it when that happens. Um, <laughs> no, it's great. I. <laughs> It's like the best preview ever. Like it made my week when I saw it. I was like, "You've got to be kidding me! That is fantastic!" Oh shit! I can't wait for next week's issue. <laughs> well, you won't have to wait too long. Is uh, it'll actually be on the stands when this episode goes out? Yes, um, I know. I can't wait. So number three sees the team still heading west, uh, trying to find this mysterious inhuman named Lear. We don't know anything about who or 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 what Lear is. If it's a him, it's a her. What kind of powers they have? But for some reason, Karnak feels certain that uh, 
finding this person or the, this inhuman will be key to their uh, plan to unseat Hydra and bring things back to normal. Um, <laughs> which is great. Um, right. And um, uh, they they head off to they're to, they're heading towards Tian, which is used to be California, and it's and it's now um, like where all the mutants reside because I guess um, uh, Steve Rogers made a deal with Magneto that he'll give them California if they don't interfere with the rest of the United States, which I guess is a deal I would take if like Trump offered that to me. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so, so Tian is where all the mutants are and no sooner do uh, the secret warriors cross the border than they are immediately um, stopped by a, a group of, of uh, mutants and former X-Men um, led by the Beast, the older Hank McCoy, um, along with um, Boom Boom and Magic and uh, Rictor. And uh, there's a, a character who, no joke, his name is Strong Guy. He's there. <laughs> Did you um, say Dazzler? I think we have Dazzler uh, there, too. Strong guy though at one point was like the ruler of hell. Do you remember that? I do. He 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 uh it was during Peter David's run on on uh on X Factor and it I don't know how it was ever resolved. Um, um Angela uh, just... Okay, I didn't catch that. Angela like during um Queen of Hell, right? In... Yeah, right before oh, Secret oh, War. Oh, oh, oh him to win back Leia or whatever her name was. Ah, okay. So so he's no longer the ruler of hell, I take it. No. <laughs> Angela okay. is now. He's just strong guy again. Alright, so um uh you know what what's gonna happen is there's gonna be a fight. But um they kinda like talk it out a bit um until uh Miss Marvel has had enough um, a boom boom sort of cheerleader make you know mean girl making fun of her and she uh, embiggens her hand and just gives uh, Tabitha a big shove um, <laughs> I don't know, whatever <clears throat> and um, so they're like no you have to uh, you guys have to leave we're not going to help you um, you know get out so they're like alright we're going to leave and um but as as they're doing, <laughs> the the uh, the X Men, I mean the mutants get get back into their their Blackbird jet, and anytime you see a Blackbird, it's gonna get destroyed, and <laughs> it gets destroyed. Um, Daisy's like, fuck you. Uh, uh, Daisy's, Daisy's basically like, screw. You. Oh yeah, um, uh, Rictor, who's who's now sporting the most awesome porn mustache ever. Um, <laughs> It says that Daisy has um, unoriginal power because he also has uh, seismic based powers. And she's like, oh, yeah, unoriginal powers this dick and shoots down the plane and makes a crash. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. Yeah. I think this this actually pissed off a lot of people, this issue, um, because Daisy just shot down a plane full of mutants. And I think that pissed off a lot of people. But I think oh, this whole thing was a bit tongue in cheek. 
to the recent crossover, honestly. I thought it was hysterical, but, you know, that's me. I I think that a lot of uh, uh, X-Men fans are a little bristly about how uninvolved or, or, you know, uh, silently complicit uh, many of the mutants are being to to what Hydra is doing. They're like, yeah, sure, give us California and we'll let every, everyone else can go twist. Um, and that's probably making a lot of folks mad. And, um, you know, they, uh, whenever X-Men fans are mad, they take it out on the Inhumans. Um, that's just how it goes down. Um, so there, yeah, so people were angry about this issue. They felt as though the mutants weren't portrayed positively. Um, but... What can you do? Um, after shooting down the plane, they double back and they find this secret bunker where the Dark Beast, who is the beast from the Age of Apocalypse era, has um, has situated <clears throat> some sort of laboratory where he's dissecting people. I don't know what he's up to. He's doing bad ones. Uh, and... Um, out and uh they feel like he might have the answers they need so uh daisy and karnak decide they're going to torture him for information which makes miss marvel absolutely incensed she's just like no you can't do that that's not what heroes do and daisy's like look we're in a war you can't fight a war without getting your hands dirty grow up and um they take him into a room and they get the answers they need. And the answers is that this guy or girl, Lear, was in Tien, but he's no longer there. Um, someone else has him. So they had no reason to go to Tien whatsoever. Um, and uh, when uh, they come out, when they're done, the, the bunker itself is uh, attacked by, um, by the mutants who have returned with greater numbers. Um, a whole mess of them show up, um, far more than the Secret Warriors could possibly handle, um, including Shatterstar, who has a matching awesome porn mustache. <laughs> so um, both both boyfriends have uh, matching mustaches, which I thought was a, a nice touch. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, uh, uh, they're like, "Look, you guys, you gotta get out of here." Um, they they. Uh, they decide to let the inhuman, the secret warriors go because um, they discovered that the dark beast was doing this and they didn't like that. And so, um, you know, as a thanks for, for cueing them into it, they'll let them go in peace. Um, and no, they, they leave and they're heading back East and they're almost immediately, um, their car is blown up um, by uh the forces of Hydra, uh, which is being this one is being led by Mister Hyde, who is um, Daisy's dad, um, and she's also he's he's also got uh, a bunch of soldiers. He's got including Steve's Avengers. He's got Deadpool, Taskmaster, the Vision, and Scarlet Witch. Um, I don't know exactly how the Vision and Scarlet Witch are bad guys now, but oh, they that's are, been explained. And- um, yeah. Uh, Scarlet Witch is taken over by Sithun, I think, or I'm pulling uh, out a WoW baddie. It's like Cthulhu basically has taken over Scarlet Witch, uh, and yeah. um, 
I forget the exact name of the demon that has her possessed her. I don't know. I I think I said Sithun, which is a WoW thing, but it's basically the same thing. And then um, Vision is um, has a, a computer virus, but apparently he's trying to fight it. So. All right. So, well, the secret warrior—that's where the issue ends on this cliffhanger. The secret warriors are pretty much screwed because I don't know how they can take on that squad. Well. <clears throat> but we'll see. We'll see. Um, now, like all the other issues so far, um, this issue is sort of interspliced with um, uh, periodic flashbacks to what had gone down, you know, just before and after the Hydra takeover. Uh, the the first issue focused on Daisy and her experiences before and after the takeover. The second one was about uh, Dante Inferno, Inferno experience. And his experience. Oh, you got a little robot. Miss uh, Mar- Marvel, her her experiences. I got a little robot. Okay. Um, okay. This issue looks at. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, this issue looks at at Miss Marvel's uh, experiences um, before and after the takeover, and she wants to help. She's stuck outside the blackout city because she's in Jersey. Uh, she tries to contact Iron Man, who basically tells her that she needs to lay low because she's too young or whatever. I don't know. Uh, which she, of course, you know, doesn't abide by. And she goes out and um, she tries to help, but in so doing, she accidentally uh, causes a uh, resistance safe house to be found out, which is how Inferno ended up captured. Um, which we saw in issue one. Um, I think next issue is going to focus on Moon Girl and um, uh, her particular experience. That's I'm really intrigued to see because she was actually in. We don't know how. Yeah, right. Um, We don't know how she escaped the dark, dark, (laughs) dark energy dome that that is encasing the city. Maybe. Uh, we will find out. Um, but like the other issues, there's lots of funny dialogue. Um, uh, um, Al, um, Matthew Rosenberg has just... Uh, he, he, he does great dialogue. And everyone um, has lots of funny things to say to each other. Um, so, so yeah, I, I'm great. not... I have... I have not had a, uh, a a great time with Secret Empire. It's just not a an arc that or a, an event that has captured me, and I'm kind of looking forward to it being over. But uh, um, the Secret Warriors has been a, a fun sort of balm to that because although it's this really very dark and grim setting, um, it's still a lot of fun to read. It is. Uh, I can't wait to see so, what happens when he's yeah. not in the tie-over. And as far as launching a book in the tie-over goes, I actually think he's done a really good job. Normally, it, it doesn't go very well for a book to be launched during a crossover. But um, is, he, is he getting more story, though? Because he is. He there's, there's a second arc after What's this. It? No, it's in there. Secret Warriors is in Legacy. Oh. Okay, that's good. What have yeah. you thought of the um, book, Sean? This is my favorite Inhuman book. I'm really... He just writes such great dialogue. And I the only problem I have with the series is I don't like how much of a joke Karnak is. 
But ah. I really like that Daisy Johnson seems to be like the the straight character, I guess, to all the insanity going on around her, and yet she still gets good lines. I laugh a lot while I'm reading it, like that. Um, the dynamic between the team, like when they're all arguing about the multiple beasts or whatever, and then <laughs> Miss Marvel, which is like, basically Johnny Storm and nobody gives you crap. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that Inferno gets like, that yeah, a lot, actually. Well, no, Inferno gets that a lot, actually, because I think during um, Axis, I think there was, like, a scene where, like, um, the new humans, like, Johnny and Nausea and Flint all meet up with Spider-Man, and Spider-Man's like, can't you just flame on and fly? And, <laughs> and Inferno's like, no, my powers don't work like that. <laughs> and... And Spidey was like, oh, well, here, I'll catch you then. <laughs> like, they're falling to their deaths. It was really funny. Oh, that was uh, that was hum- inhuman error. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that um, it's quite clear that, that Rosenberg is, a big, is, is uh, like you, Sean, a big fan of uh, Daisy Johnson and that she um, – is going to be the moving forward a real central focus of the book um she is kind of the straight man but she also does get a lot of uh very funny lines um and <laughs> the the i i guess uh karnak has been played a little bit for laughs um it's quite it's clear he has a, a different agenda uh he's only there because he's got some issue with uh moon girl that he wants to protect her um uh, there uh, rosenberg gave an interview to marvel.com in which um he he said that subsequent issues are going to focus more on what um what what karnak's ulterior motives really are um because right now he's he is really just a wrong for the ride um <laughs> and uh, but I like I like how he just interplays he also, with them because even though he, he's kind of for laughs now he's still Karnak in that like he just doesn't give a shit. He yeah he doesn't he he is the honey badger of the team. He does not give a fuck. <laughs> um, that is the best is, analogy uh, for Karnak I have ever heard. Oh my god, Karnak is a honey badger. That is fantastic. <laughs> Um, now, uh, Sean, are you liking Secret Empire? Yeah, I've actually, I haven't been a big Nick Spencer fan for a while, but I love Secret Empire. It's been a while since I've liked okay. an event much. I've been enjoying it myself, actually. Um, he, he, Nick Spencer's going to some very, very interesting places and has had um, a few interesting twists uh, going on there. So I've actually really been enjoying it. I think it's it's a uh, it's been pretty mysterious and like and. Not quite sure uh, where he's going with those. Alter- um, I don't want to spoil it too much, but the the other Steve. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if that's like in Steve's head, and Steve is trying to break through the Cosmic Cube programming, or if it's like an alternate universe. Steve. I think it's in the Cosmic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, what? No, no, I yeah. um. You think it's inside the cosmic cube that all that's going down? It's all it's all drawn with like that blue hue over the art, so I feel like it has to be. It could be. 
entirely. I don't. I actually. Um, I don't know why I haven't uh, uh, enjoyed this one as much because um, I, 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 I also am a, a fan of, of Spencer's past work. I think that what he had been doing on Sam Wilson, Captain America, was awesome. <clears throat> I loved the uh, Superior fo- Foes of Spider-Man. That was one of my favorite series of all times. Um, I I think it's just the uh, it's just so I'm you know I'm a, I'm a big news junkie, so I'm always watching the news and all the terrible things that are happening in our our government here. It, I'm, it's a little bit nicer over there in Canada, I imagine, um, and I feel like I'm not I can't get any relief. Um, I can't escape. Um, reality by getting into Secret Empire. Hitting a little too close um, to home for you. It is. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll I'll buy. I actually I haven't been keep, keeping up with this. So perhaps I'll I'll buy the trade and it will be fun after the fact. Could be um, after Trump's presidency. Yeah. <laughs> wait. I got I got at least four uh, three more years to wait. See the um, whole thing the whole thing was this this arc was not see Trump wasn't supposed to be president while this arc was taking place. If we had done our job, we wouldn't have elected him. But, you know, it happened. Well, gonna... I'm sure there's a there's a good, you know, 40% of the populace who who you know who feel that way, and, and who's, who might be seeing this as an unfair indictment on you know nationalism and whatnot. Um, it's kind of a, a lose lose situation because you know progressive readers are like you know you're 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 um, you're being too. Uh, simplistic and and uh, more conservative readers are like you know you're making fun of me, um, so it's uh, it's a tough sell. Um, and because um, other, I, I've been really enjoying it, so it's there. Well, yeah. I think people who just aren't <laughs> aren't very politically minded or live in Canada can you know probably enjoy it a lot more. I'm definitely not politically minded, so that would probably be why. <laughs> But that's why I like it. Like I didn't like his run until Civil War. That that issue he did after Civil War, the oath or whatever, where he basically turned Captain America into Donald Trump, and I was like, "Oh shit, I like this." And then I've been enjoying it. (laughs) So you cut out there a little bit, uh, Sean. You were um, with the Americops, and um, uh, yeah. So, in what are you saying that uh, that um, uh, both Captain America books got very um, political? Uh, it, it's yeah, got political and in a very unveiled way. I mean, there there wasn't a whole lot of uh, of um, I mean, things were pretty straightforward. Uh, he had a character who was essentially what rush limbaugh and then killed him which was fun um and uh um um you know the the, the stuff with sam wilson and and um i i, I think it was, i think it was pretty good I, I can understand why some people don't like it um and honestly nick spencer needs to stop tweeting because he's yeah. <laughs> he's not yeah. good at it no. um uh, but uh, i'm what was uh, that sean uh, i like his writing I was just saying, he's digging himself a very deep hole. Yeah, I, I do, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he is. I agree. He just kind of... Although, apparently, 
Spencer might be taking over Amazing Spider-Man after this. That's what that I heard. Ben. So is is Dan Slott not wow. going to be writing Spider-Man? Oh, that would make me so happy. But it'll probably be like a rotation thing or something. Wow, Sean doesn't it's like Dan been Slott. so long since. Well, I I I like. I've liked some of what Slot has done on on Spider Man. Some hasn't been for me, um, but uh, I um, I think um, shoot, man, what you can you do? It changed. So, It'd be nice. So picking up where we were leaving off, the Inhumans television show. <laughs> Because we got a little off the track there. <laughs> Back to Inhumans, guys. Um, That's right. So, um, the Inhumans television show, we actually finally got a trailer. And the trailer has not been well received. I actually liked it. Like, it wasn't exciting, but I, it made me look forward to the show. So, I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the show. Um... I know a lot of people complained that there wasn't a lot of action, but I don't necessarily think the Inhumans show is really supposed to be action. It's not, it's not like, I don't know. I think people complained about the lack of action and I, and Medusa's hair and the costuming, but I, I don't, I, I think all that was fine. The hair, I think is a work in progress still. Um, but in my opinion, with that trailer, um, yeah. In my opinion, I don't think the trailer was... The Inhumans are really... I don't think the show's supposed to be an action show, necessarily. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be action, but I don't... I think it's more of a drama, and I was okay with the lack of action in the show. In the in the trailer. So, that was my take on the trailer. Uh, the trailer was whelming. It wasn't overwhelming whelming. or underwhelming. It was, it was right in the middle. <laughs> it was whelming. It was just whelming. Uh, I, th- I mean, uh, the costumes, yeah, are tough. Uh, I think I'm the IMAX uh, filming is quite unforgiving to poorly made costumes. So um, <clears throat> they're probably going for a more minimalistic look, which um, uh, has them kind of looking like cosplayers. But um, I like the way they look okay. Um, I, I really liked Lockjaw. That's the saving grace, is that, you know, seeing a live-action Lockjaw teleporting away with Black Bolt made the little, you know, the 12-year-old in me just scream um, with excitement. Um, the TV shows are different beasts compared to movies. You know, you can make a really cool preview for a movie um, just taking all the good bits and splicing them together. Because, I mean, I've seen a lot of wonderful previews for movies that ended up sucking. Um, and uh, so, you know, a preview isn't always what it is. Now, I think for a TV show, just the format isn't designed as much for uh, making previews because there's going to be a lot more talking and and melodrama and whatnot, and a little less... Uh, uh, razzle dazzle, so to speak. Um, I don't know what we can really discern from the preview, other than the fact that um, Lock- mm. Lockjaw is cool, and um, the power the effect. <laughs> Maximus is a dick. The power effect of um, of Black Bolt's voice is is pretty silly looking, um, <clears throat> but uh, I think um, I think Crystal looks great. 
Um, and um, I thought Triton looked uh, cool. Triton, we see only see him for a split second, but he looks very cool. I like I like the um, the 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 guy. I don't know the actress' name who's playing uh, Gorgon. He looks very cool, and you can see they've worked in a little bit of a horse hoof. Uh, style with his leg um but you know it's clear they don't have a huge budget and um you know adelan should look super cool it should be completely bizarre and alien it should be asgard on acid but they don't have the money for that so instead it you know it, they they went to a mall or something and filmed there <laughs> it's it's just sort of blank concrete bunker looking uh, which is disappointing, but if the story's good and the acting's good, I'll be I'll be cool. As a, 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 a significantly less biased viewer, uh, Sean, how did the preview strike you? Um, I thought Black Bolt, Black Bolt looked a little skinny. <laughs> 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 um, Okay. Oh, wow. Actually, Anson Mount's a very good actor, so I think he'll be all right. He just—he doesn't look like Black Bolt. He doesn't—he doesn't look like a king. He looked like some actor walked off a set in the middle of the street. I don't know. I didn't like his design. I thought all the Inhumans looked very human. I was like, oh, yeah, looking aliens you got there, guys. But um, have you guys seen Legion? No. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful show. Okay, like Legion, it like was such a bright, colorful show, and it didn't have a huge budget. It was all lighting and all the crazy stuff that Noah Holly put into it. Why couldn't you do that with this? Like, it, it looks like it exists in the same boring universe that Agents of Shield. Like, there's no color to the world. That's my biggest problem. And they filmed it on Hawaii. Sure. So, and honestly, keep in mind that the that trailer is probably just from the first episode. We haven't seen really the rest of it, so I'm gonna withhold judgment till I finally see all eight episodes, and then I'll. And to be fair, I mean, uh, the guy who did Legion, uh, Noah Haley, is probably one of the best people working in TV right now. So it's it's <laughs> that is a, he 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 did the, the all three seasons of Fargo and and Legion and he's a huge talent. Um, I think it's uh, it's tough to compare Legion. I was say, instead of Noah Halley, you guys get Scott Buck, who was the guy that fucked up Iron. <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of worried for you guys. Yeah, that's my concern is Scott Buck more than anything else. But um, I'm I'm still remaining hopeful. I'm still remaining hopeful, but we'll we'll see if it's Agents of Shield keeps getting better, and their first season wasn't that great. So I'm holding hope that Inhumans is good. I'm holding if out they... hope. Well, I, I, well, I'll be well. well uh, it... And I'm there. Say say again. Just have Daisy Jones, <laughs> and I'll be there. You cut yeah, out again. I didn't hear any of that. Hey, he's at that. As long as just throw in, throw in Chloe Bennett, and he's there. Uh, well, they did say that. If you actually look, um, Io Nine caught this, and I didn't, and I I thought it was a very interesting catch um, when Crystal's being let out of the throne room in the trailer. Um, 
remember that that whole Inhuman City Coulson was drawing in Agents of Shield season two. Well, yeah. there was that map was in the background in Adelan. Um, when, oh, when Crystal was being connected. let out. So I thought that was very interesting. So there's that. So for anyone who wants that little tidbit, well, I think I, that I was think... a really great catch by IO9. Sean, you make a good point that the, the the world look is quite similar to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that the production value seems to be similar as well. And um, while Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is um, uh, aesthetically maybe not one of the better TVs uh, shows on TV, I, th- I think that the, um, the each season has gotten progressively better, and it's... Uh, it's actually a pretty good series um, for those who stuck around with it. Um, the writing has been oh tight, God. character development. This season, really well done. This season, season four was amazing. Holy cow, was that a good season? If, <laughs> if, uh, if Inhumans can garner the same degree of, uh, I don't know. For lack of a better term, success as as Agents of Shield, which is which is going to be around now for at least five seasons. I'll be more than happy. Um, I I think that uh, it's um, it's a hard sell. This is a, a, a niche property. This is a, a team that uh, not everyone is is going to be into. Uh, a bunch of uh, seclusionist, uh, eugenics-oriented weirdos on the moon. <laughs> Doesn't it's not exactly well, like oh, it's a field that movie and summer. the oh. amount of hate the Inhumans are getting from other people right now, it's not a, helping. Like well, I, I think there's a lot of folks. Say that again, Sean. Go ahead. The X fans—they're ridiculous with their hate for you guys. And I don't. Well, it, it's died down a bit now that uh, the the teams have the franchises have so diverged. Um, but there are people out there who will who will uh, be very happy to see uh, Inhumans fail. Mm-hmm. Um, One last before I forget, um, Ramsey Bolton in the show, like <laughs> Ramsey Bolton is now Max Bolton again. <laughs> I think that's funny. <laughs> He didn't strike me as Maximus. He just came off as Ramsey Bolton Light. Well, Max kind of... Uh, <clears throat> give it time. Just give it time. Yeah. Yeah, those are the kind of things that don't come across well in, in preview uh, format. I mean, because Erin uh, uh, I- I- Riorn, and I have no idea if I'm saying his name right. The actor, he he's a, a slow boil actor, you know. He he he's all about timing and slowness of delivery and and letting the sort of sinisterness boil. Um, you can't capture that in a in a 30 second trailer. They're just giving him all of his shouty lines. Um, so I, it's hard to say if uh, I I don't think I don't think um, we can assess the quality of acting based on a trailer. But I hear what you're saying. Um, Have you seen Misfits? Uh, Have I seen what? Yeah. yeah. Misfits, a British TV show. Oh, no, I have that not. That is a show, in my opinion. It's just, it's so great. 
it's a good show. It's uh, it also has the same actor, uh, Ian Rion, um, and um, he's uh, he's gonna get a name for playing. Well, I'm wondering. Douchebags. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, but that kind of that kind of actually intrigues me because if you go and head to his Twitter, there are a lot of fans of him, and I'm wondering how many Game of Thrones people are gonna just check out the show because he's in it. And I'm going to say the same for Anson Mount because um, he was so popular in that other show. I can't remember what it was called. Hell on Fire? Hell on Wheels. Um, Hello. And I'm wondering how... Oh, well, everyone who's who's complaining and yelling is going to check it out. I mean, the show is free. So the, it, it's going to get a big audience um, for at least its first Well, its I'm wondering how it's going to do um, in... I don't... Um, theaters well i mean it's not going to be like a movie anyway it's not gonna have movie numbers but that's what i'm no, intrigued about that's that's just a, a, the imax debut that's like a you know it's like a soft open they're not even going i doubt they'll even report the figures on that one tv is a weird thing because i mean there's nothing more antiquated than uh the nielsen rating system I mean, yeah. I don't know anyone who watches TV in real time. I mean, even my mom uses DVR. <laughs> so, who, who, no one. So I, 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 no. I only watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I watch it when the show goes live. Like, the episode is live that right, night. Well, now I know one person. There you go. Um, it, I'm still at work when that goes on. So, uh, uh, but, um, the Agents of Shield days, like, oh, this, the TV show is doing so poorly until they put it up on Netflix, and it turns out that it's getting, um, it actually has a really sizable audience. Um, uh, a very loyal iTunes fan base is Net- that. Well, that with with Netflix and uh, Hulu and um, iTunes and whatnot, you can actually see real figures of how many times a show is being watched. You're not you're not you know making an assessment, you know, a statistical analysis based on Nielsen ratings, which is a flawed system. So they can actually see that. And it turns out that Agents of Shield has a pretty sizable audience, um, which is why it got greenlit for. A fifth season, despite the fact that its Nielsen ratings were quite low. Um, so, how Inhumans ultimately performs will not be uh, discernible until the season is well over and done, um, and then made available on uh, Netflix or I, uh, iTunes and whatnot. So, it's it's a uh, it's gonna be a long waiting game, although it's only eight episodes long so I feel like long, if it's going to be a crossover it'll probably happen on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. first yeah probably yeah absolutely there's something else uh, I was going to say about the TV show before we wrapped up and I can't remember what it was so I guess it wasn't that important <laughs> you can talk about Lockjaw how cute he looked oh Lockjaw's the best I love Lockjaw <laughs> He's you know, um, puppies automatically oh, win. That's so. You know, Sean. Every time we do an interview or have ha- have a guest, we ask him a very important question. And seeing how you're our right. guest, we should ask you the same question. Right, um, Lockjaw. 
Is he a dog that turned into an inhuman or an inhuman who turned into a dog? And your answer is very important. To a dog. Say that again. He's an inhuman that turned into a dog. Thank you. Oh, thank oh, you. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <sighs> Sean, Sean's my favorite. Do you remember when Grant Morrison was on X-Men? And, like, he created a bunch of X-Men that just had, like, the worst mutations ever? Yeah, the guy who had three faces. That's how I feel about Lockjaw. I feel like he got the worst Terragenesis ever. But, you know. No, that's not true. He didn't get turned into a door. So, second worst. (laughs) No, he's better than a door. Or or a living engine. Bro. Or a living engine, because living poor engine. Hub, if he's not, like... I think Hub's dead, though. I think he got blown up with the RIV. Yeah, Hub is dead. Um, well, we're going to get an answer, I think, in an issue of Black Bolt. Um, yeah, number five, so... Uh, Mr. Ahmad let us... He wouldn't answer the question, because he said that the question is going to be answered canonically... Um, in 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 a in a future issue of Black Bolt, um, and although the cover art seems to indicate that my side of the equation is going to win, you can it's never not a judge by the cover ever. Sometimes you can, but most of the time you can't. Um, yeah. Just saying. But it's a uh, it's pretty much a fifty fifty split. Everyone has uh, so far. Um, uh, what did Adam you- and I both say dog. <clears throat> and I say human. What were you saying, Sean? What did Al Ewing say? Because I never finished the Al Ewing interview. So. Uh, he was... It was in... a long interview. He said dog. Did he say dog? Oh. Yeah, he yes, said dog. Yes, he said he prefers it as a dog. Um, that that um, was how Peter David decided to make it, and he was going to stick with that one. Um, and it's, that it's just too creepy, the idea that that a uh, that a human being could turn into a dog, and that everyone would treat him as a dog. <laughs> well, my now look. Here's the thing, though, and this is where my theory, I think, kind of holds holds some little bit of thing. Because yeah. as we, yeah, because we've seen with Pan that Terragenesis could say change how your brain thinks. So what if with Terragenesis, sure. it just made him made Lockjaw think more like a dog? Like, he, he can't necessarily understand everything human, but he's still smarter than your average dog. Like, he lost intelligence when he went through Terragenesis, and he became his, his brain became more dog-like. Uh, sure. I, I mean, know. yeah, that would... That, it just, it's just too... It's just cre- I know, it's, it's really fucked up, but... It's a level of creepiness I don't... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> that is so cool <laughs> and horrible at the same time. What, Sean? Here, here's my problem. I have a we we have a my wife and I have a couple cats, and one cat is obsessed with the shower. Whenever I take a shower, she becomes. I guess she's worried I'm not okay, and she has to watch me. That's creepy. <laughs> so okay. this is the idea that that a, that an animal could possess some sort of human sentience. Uh, does just it ruins the shower for me. I just can't handle that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Okay. Well, uh, why? Why are you? All right. So that's our episode. Um, um Sean, uh, where can everyone find you, you on the joining. internet? 
You can find me with the Mixed Model Arts Podcast. Um, you can find us on all social media at Mixed Marvel Arts. And you can also find me, I review for the Spider-Man Crawl Space. Oh, there you go. Big Spidey fan. And you can always, guys... He's not a Dan Slott fan. No. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> um, you can always find us at AdelanRising.com and our podcast yeah. is on Google Play and iTunes. Um... We're doing a contest now, guys. Uh, I don't know when Adam wants to reveal the winner, so um, you're going to want to do it soon. Oh. Tell us who your favorite Inhuman is, and we will send you a Royals poster. Um, so you can send who, tell us who your uh, favorite Inhuman is. Um, email the show at AdelanRising.com. Um, we've got quite a collection of uh, responses so far, but we would always love more and to hear from you to see who your favorite human is. So make sure you get that to us, and um, we who, will who, announce the who, winner here. Oh, Doc didn't know about this? Cool. <laughs> now you do. No, I mean, I, I, I knew there was a contest. I'm just, it's a, it's a, that's a remarkably hard question to answer. I wouldn't know how to, um, I can tell you who my top three favorite in humans are, but. Picking uh, out one singular favorite? Oh, yeah. That would be tough. That's what everyone said that's kind of written in so far. Who's your favorite Inhuman, <clears throat> Sean? Did Johnson actually count? Because she wasn't always an Inhuman. Yeah, she can count, yeah, but other than She's an Inhuman. She counts. Okay. Then it's Daisy. All right, there you go. You're a Daisy Johnson fan. All Send right. him a poster. <laughs> Send him a poster, right. Okay. Send that man a poster. Right? All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time. And thanks for coming, Sean. And thanks for joining us, Sean. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey guys, Adam here. Uh, I bet you thought I wasn't going to feature anywhere in this episode. But as I finished editing the show, I thought I'd give you a little clarification as to the status of the rules post-competition. It's going to run until the next episode, which will be number 22, I believe, uh, which we will be recording around the 22nd of July. So, basically, all I ask is if you get your... Um, entries in by then and then we can uh, collate them carry read them all um, count them up and then pick our favorite um, so to be in with a chance please email us at the show at atalamrising.com and email us with your favorite inhuman and why of course you can send an email featuring multiple characters we don't mind we're not fussed we're just looking for some uh, some fun emails um, thank you very much for listening and uh, hope to see you next episode